Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is For the Love of Football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. Over the last few weeks, we've learned a lot about the state of the CFL and just how skeptical and imaginative fans can be. One thing, though, that we all can agree on at the end of it all, all we want is just some football to be played after these conversations, damn it. This is episode 163, the most anticipated CFL season in XFL history, Bryant. That's what we're talking today. I yep, can't can't fight that, and I won't fight that. Uh, P.S. Mama, I love you. Uh, it, it's a uh, it's an interesting time to be an XFL fan. I always say interesting because that's what it is. What it's are we paying never attention boring. to? Are we paying to the CFL? Are we paying to the XFL as it pertains to the CFL? Do I have to watch CFL this summer? Is there going to be CFL this summer? It is the most anticipated possibly possible ex- uh, CFL season ever. It, Remember, committed to committed saying to saying we're playing. And they this week they had a very interesting uh proposition for the CFL Players Association we're going to get into as reported by our special guest on some bonus content we put out last week Bryant with TSN's Dave Naylor the ace football insider up in Canada. We had a nice, good, crisp, long conversation with him about these negotiations. He wants football played at the end of the day. He's, of course, covering the CFL, wants football played this year. And he gave us a ton of insight into what's going on with the CFL this year and moving forward. Yeah, go back and listen to that, football fans. If you didn't, we talked to Dave Naylor uh, from TSN. Uh, some would say that he's the Adam Schefter of the CFL. I say he's, I say Adam Schefter is the, yeah. is a Dave Naylor because Dave Naylor is the more exclusive. There's only like one Dave Naylor. There's a couple Adam Schefters out there that are sprinkled around the league. Also, Dave Naylor was on this show, and that just instantly makes him a legend to us. We appreciate his time. Yes. I can't. I'm still <laughs> shocked he gave us so much of it, but it was a fascinating conversation. And yes, if you missed that interview, shame on you. No, I'm not. I'm not shaming anybody. Go check it out, though. That's a must. Absolute must in these days of waiting to hear how these negotiations uh, turn turn out. And everybody has their thoughts, their opinions on whether they should even be talking or what a merger or alignment would look like. Or I mean, it's you're the only thing containing or, or the only thing holding us back is our own imaginations with this stuff. But with Dave Naylor, Bryant, we really. We, we kept it focused. We kept it to the facts that we know now. And then we had a little fun as well. But that's definitely a must listen to. And later on in today's show, we're going to go over some of what we learned in that interview. Now a week later, a little bit more information, uh, a big a big proposal by the CFL for their season this year. So there's some more discussions to add on top of all the knowledge we gained last week in that interview. Absolutely 
Got to check it out. It's on our YouTube channel and on the podcast feed, just like a regular show. Definitely recommend it. And we appreciate everybody who did check it out. Bryant, Dinkin, and Duncan around XFL social media. I mean, right away, getting into this. Uh, oh, real quick, give them the number, 724-565-4XFL. Let them know they could call in and chime in. <laughs> give us your reaction to Dave Naylor. I'm so damn excited to recap that interview because we haven't really discussed it since we talked to him, Bryant. 724 uh, We haven't, but... The- Five six five four XFL. That's the number. XFL Relax, fan line. You, you are so excited for a CFL XFL merger. You're losing yourself. It's like no, the fourth time we've had. I'm not using the word. I'm not saying merger. I'm not saying <laughs> oh, the word man. merger. I'm uh, saying yes. a, a relationship. We'll call it that. Let, well, let me take over for Alan here a little bit while he comes. Seven two four five six. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> has a little bit of tea, maybe chamomile to settle his um, butt down a little bit. Seven two four five six five four XFL. Text or call the XFL fan line. Uh, the XFL fan line. Show. And at XFL show on no Twitter. No tolls. On... But you, you might have to pay. I don't know how texting works now. Damn it. Yeah. React. It was a great interview. And also this show, you're going to have a lot to react to as well. Uh, for sure. And and really what we were trying to convey with this interview, Alan, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as XFL fans, which most of the people who listen to the show are, what is going on in the CFL? And I think that's what we're trying to convey. Maybe it came across as a little bit, hey, the XFL is going to take over the CFL. We want that to happen. And maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Who knows? That discussion can be had at some other point. But our point was to get Dave Naylor on the show to actually talk about the facts about the CFL, where they're at. Are they in dire straits and how it relates to what the XFL could possibly do with them as a partner? Yeah, as as the X, this is the XFL show. Okay, so this is XFL talk from our perspective. So what we wanted to gauge was who are these people that the XFL ownership are talking to? What's their deal? Where are they at? And then now we could go from there and we have a whole lot of information. We know the CFL is desperately trying to play in 2021. And Dave Naylor gave us some information as well as to whether or not that can happen and what will go on moving forward with the CFL. It's going to be a really fun show kind of recapping that interview and going into the news this week with the league proposing to the Players Association. This show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcast. You could go get your own podcast started today with your own producer by going to prettyeasypodcast.com for a very fair price. It's so easy to sign up. Just go to prettyeasypodcast.com. And go sign up. Go to the About Us section, and they got a contact form for you if you want to get started today. Or email us here at the show. This is the XFL show.com or at gmail.com, and we'll hook you up with them. We'll hook you up with them. 724 No, I'm not giving that number away again, Brian. I'm just saying the number now. Just Please call us. It sounds sound like Miss Cleo. Dinkin' and Duncan now around XFL social media. Let's get into the reaction to uh, Dave Naylor in the interview we had with him. Uh, Tyler Sardison on YouTube, Bryant, I think summed it up the best. We had a lot of responses, a lot of views on this compared to some of the stuff we've been putting out recently uh, because now a lot more people are paying attention to the XFL and the CFL with their announcement a few weeks ago. And Tyler Sardison on YouTube said, you landed an interview with a legitimate CFL insider. I really enjoyed this. Dave always shoots straight, never sugarcoats the facts. Ain't it the truth? I also agree with him 100% about the facts. Canadians have to ask themselves if four down football is better than none. Well done. Great video. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Tyler, for watching. And yes, that is basically what Dave Naylor got at was concessions are going to have to be made. And what do Canadians want when they hear this news? 
about the XFL and CFL talking and four down football might be around the corner for them up there in Canada who have enjoyed three down football for so long. They have enjoyed it for so long. I did my favorite part of that tweet was I, I also agree with him 100% about the facts. Well, I'd hope you would agree with 100% well, with facts. That's just the Let damn be... day and age we live in where you actually have to say that sentence. I agree <laughs> with the facts, I guess, <laughs> whatever. But uh, yes, but it, it in reality, Dave came on the show and and did he's he's he gave us the facts of what he's heard of what he's uh, talked to with with actual people. So I appreciate the, the feedback there, Tyler. Um, he also gave us a little congrats that you skipped over, but thank you, thank you, sir, for that. We're just here for you. Just how the 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 CFLPA is there for the Canadian football players, the UFPA is there for uh, for the players itself. You know, around the the u.s uh we here at the distance of the xfl show are here for you fans i think we're just scratching the surface of what we're capable of absolutely all day every day for the fans just like dwayne the rock johnson has been saying lately uh also at xfl show on twitter put up the poll question this week bryant what impact do you want the hashtag cfl talks to have on the hashtag xfl and this is kind of turning it around because we were really focused a lot on learning about the CFL and how Canadians were reacting or CFL fans were reacting. But now this is turning it on XFL fans. How do you want to see these negotiations pan out? What kind of results did we get from the poll question? Yeah. So I put up this poll just to kind of get a feel for the XFL fans and and the fans that follow us. It basically was the, the, your choices were none. Uh, shared assets, a merger with hybrid rules, or a merger with XFL rules. Uh, 45% said merger with XFL rules, which honestly I totally expected because most of our viewership is XFL. It's an Bam. XFL so, account. <laughs> and if you did, yes, did it exactly. for Canadians, if you did it for the CFL, it would have been a bit different. And also, like Dave Naylor also pointed out last week, this is social media. This is a sample size of a certain um, kind of people that maybe might steer more towards the negative when it comes to Canadian fans and hearing about this news. Whereas he said a lot of younger fans who maybe aren't even paying attention to this on social media would welcome four down football in the XFL and a football league owned by the rock for, for Canadian fans too. So it is a small sample size, but it's that, that poll at least is directly from our account and that's people listening and following the show. So we appreciate everybody getting involved in that. And I definitely, if I had to choose, by the way, yeah. Yeah. Had to go with the one that won out XFL rules, not only because I'm a fan of four down football more so than the three down game. Although I respect them and like them both. If you have to choose, I'm going with keep the XFL rule book and bring in some of the, the teams from the CFL and you know, all that and all the, like I've said, the access to the talent up there is really what's most important, but mainly I voted for that because of my respect for Sam Schwartzstein and all the work that the football ops guys did leading up to 2020. Cause that damn rule book. Can you imagine all those rules in only five games? Yeah. That, Oh my, yeah, that rule, that rule book, one of my favorite reads of all time. It's up there with have a nice day by Mick Foley and Dune I mean, it's really a great read. August Gusteau's Anyone Can Cook. It's really up there with me. Um, Alan, real quick, because I did want to ask you this question, and maybe more so than anything else, is have you been reading or, or, or looking at some of people's, and this could be fans or, 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 or writers, you know, journalists, 
how they would like to see the rules blended. Have you read some of the the ones that are out there? So this is this is what I've been doing. I, I conscious consciously am avoiding that because I don't want to really? go down the rabbit hole and go cross-eyed. That part of the conversation right now, I don't feel like getting into just yet. And I, I want to form my own opinions and I don't want to see all these different crazy suggestions right now because all that really matters right now is what what happens at the negotiation table and what's the state of both entities that's what i'm mostly focused on i just want really care right now about who is the ownership of the xfl and we know pretty well that they have the most famous man in the world possibly as an owner uh the first female owner of a sports franchise and a very very aggressive capital group when it comes to sports entities and then you have the cfl and you know about their state which we talked about all last week so that's what i've been focused on i i would not have been prepared for our dave naylor interview i would not be prepared for it today if i went into some of the stuff that you've been sending me with people talking about well what if you take this team and that team and you keep this rule but only these teams use this <laughs> rules and the rouge is there for everybody but in the states they play four down i don't want to get into any of that just yet because that's like the hard part and i don't want i don't i would have to get paid to sit down and do that it would make my head explode okay so let me ask you this okay fine fine let me ask you this question right now at the discussion tables are they are, are the tables are they discussing whether or not to merge or are they saying hey we're gonna merge and do this with the rules or does that part come later for them i it's see that's the the million dollar question because financially it probably makes all the sense in the world for the CFL to say, yeah, let's do something. But then you get into the details and those do have to be hashed out before you start putting the plan together. So those will be, I think, near at or near the top of the list because it's football. It's a game and you need rules. You have to agree upon the set of rules and the format of your league, the schedule, all that stuff will be early on, I think. But the initial announcement from what we got was alignment, potential alignment. That initial announcement, I do not, I do not 100% expect to get all the details on how it's all going to work. Whenever, whenever there's an announcement of something official, I think it's just going to be, hey, we have this official new thing, more details to come. That's what I expect. I'm a little bit on gut. that side because I think there's so much detail to get into, but I do think that if, if the CFL and the XFL announce that they are merging together, and they are lining together, I guess, that I will think I will say at that moment in time, they will announce whether they are going to go to three down or stay at three down or go to four down for the CFL or vice versa for the XFL. I think that's going to be the question. It, it has to be hashed out. Are we going to four down? Yes or no. And if we are, let's just make an announcement now. And I expect this to come in some kind of press release and social media release. And then followed by shortly thereafter if not immediately thereafter a press conference joint press conference with full details and answering questions about all that kind of stuff but how now, things here's work a really quick in today's day and age it's all done on social media and through press releases first big big question can randy ambrosi stand up and not drink water for as long as oliver Lick did? oh i don't think any human alive can yeah that's, that's true that's impossible that's true. I can't even make it through five minutes of this show without a beverage. And look, it's, it's very just, difficult. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Only Oliver Luck, who's just a one of a kind 
commissioner and sports figure. Good crisp football. That I honestly very much miss covering. But maybe one day down the road we will get to again. Is, did the Pac-12 get their miss, commissioner yet? Not yet. I miss covering them too and calling them Coach Luck for some reason all the time. I could never get that out of my head. I, I just incorrect. always did it so bad. Erroneous! It's okay. 724-565-4XFL <laughs> is the phone number to call. Did I give that out enough before we get cooking here? All right, let's do it. You got it's it right. time for this week's cover two. <laughs> TSN's Dave Naylor, our guest last week. Check out that friend interview. Of friend of the show now. Reporting this week on the latest proposal by the CFL to the CFLPA in order to get the 2021 season up and running and on time. Dave Naylor reports that the CFL delivered a, rep- a proposal to the CFLPA, basically asking the CFL players to take a 20% pay cut, Bryant, for the season if, if, big if, fans aren't allowed in the stands. So if there are no fans in the stands, the CFL is saying, hey, if we don't have fans in the stands, we're not making any money. You players need to take a 20% pay cut and we'll play on time starting June 10th. And also with the caveat that knowing fans eventually will be able to go into stadiums, but never during the season up in Canada, Bryant, to full capacity. But there will be thresholds, certain amount of fans attending games. If those are met, then that'll click on the full payment of CFL players' contracts. That's what Dave Naylor basically reported this week. A 20% reduced rate of pay for players proposed in order to play on time by the CFL with some thresholds in there to eventually kick those numbers up and get get them paid their full amounts, all depending basically on attendance from fans in Canada do you think the CFL accepts these terms? So I'm not a bargaining man. You know, when I got married a couple of years ago, uh, if the photographer told me $3,000, guess what I said? Here's 3200 because I'm not going to bargain with you. I'm, I'm not that type of person. Although if I am the CFL PA, this is utter and complete crap. Like you are, our money is dependent on something that is not, that is out of our hands. And there's no way I'm, I'm agreeing to this. There's no way. Because let's say, so what? The players need fans to get into the stands, right? To get paid. What are they going to go out there? Out, they're going to go out there and, and be like, free tickets. I got tickets. I got tickets. Like, what is it? You know, what, what are you going to do to get fans into the stands? What if the fans never come into the stands? Yeah, I, just, gonna, I need tickets. Yeah, I need I tickets, just, right? Now I just pictured like Cody, Cody, or like, Cody Fajardo, we're going to talk about for the Rough Riders outside Mosaic Stadium, scalping tickets before a game, <laughs> trying to get people to walk in. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I just don't see how the P, the the CFLPA, not, not to say they won't take this pay cut, but the way it's presented to them, hey, if fans get to come in, we'll give you your money back. It just it just doesn't make any sense because yeah, I wasn't going to so go to the game, the but Mike Riley was over there and he gave me a good deal. So I went into the game, you know, and it's, it's you know, I figured I'd help out the players. eh? Yeah. And all the players show up for the players, $10 so, car wash, help your players yeah. out. Like, no, this is just not 20%. a great just, tip for sure. That's a good tip. Yes. Standard 20% pay cut after 
not playing the entire season. Okay, that's some money. That sounds okay. But then you think about it and say, well, wait a minute. You guys are saying that you're talking to the XFL about something. Uh, you guys are saying, in the media at least, up in Canada, they're saying, well, we could probably get away with just postponing the start of the season. Why would I take the pay cut if I have uncertainty with the future of the league after this season and then a potential full payment if we just wait it out and play later? I mean, I'm hurting right now, but I can get if I'm not, not going to miss out on that money and I don't have to depend on, oh, the Canadian government's going to allow players fans and, and vaccines are going to get rolled out and whatnot slower up there than down here too. Bryant can't forget that either. Uh, Canada's vac vaccination rate a, a little bit slower than in the States. So if I'm a player, I'm with you. Yeah. Why? And also just think about that now from the outside, not even from the player's perspective as you know, people covering the XFL CFL negotiations. So we're seeing the, this league this XFL is talking to now, right? their whole business model and the way they're able to pay players is so dependent on fans in the stands, which is almost foreign as a concept in the, in this century. I think when you think about the four major sports in the States with the, with the NFL, the NBA, the NHL and the MLB, attendance has been declining for a lot of those leagues, especially the NFL. They don't care. They get a TV deal. You get, you get all sorts of rights deals going on and that's how you make your money. And you're, you're so dependent on such an old model for a league. Of course, it's a traditional model. Okay. That does make sense at a certain point in time, but nowadays, especially when live sports are so coveted, you should be getting a lot more from outside of the stadium. So that's just what's baffling to me, that it's so dependent on that, they can't even pay the players in full to start. And I understand the pandemic, of course, destroyed the XFL, is bleeding out the CFL, so of course it's going to hurt them. But that's because of how they're modeled and because of the TV contract not being as juicy, but also they're limited because it is the CFL and they're in Canada. and even in Canada interest being lost in that league from now we've had a few weeks now to learn more about that, Brian, we've all we've, you and I've heard what young people in Canada, not as hyped for a CFL uh, slate of games as people in their early forties and on. So considering all that and looking at from an XFL perspective and just from a, someone co just covering all this, Man, the CFL's not in a good spot with that announcement this week is what I learned from that, from them <laughs> offering a reduced rate to players. And then we saw a couple players also, notable players, Delvin Bro, I believe, retired. I mean, not, not a good right? sign. Because of uncertainty. Yeah, yeah there's a lot a of uncertainty sign. up there. And and because of the business model, I mean, if you, as an XFL fan, if you go back to 2001, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw a number out there because I think it's around 30,000 or so was the average attendance, I think, through all the games, somewhere in that range. Uh, the XFL and the CFL seem like they'd really like those numbers uh, now. And back then in 2001, the XFL was like, eh, 30,000 is just not good enough. Let's get out of here. You can't be so dependent on the attendance anymore. There's so many other things, right? There's 
there is the media rights, there's social media advertising, things like that, that you have to engage your fans. And for whatever reason, the CFL is still licensing, uh, licensing. <laughs> Dave, uh, uh Dave Naylor said that I think it's 60% of the revenue was, was somewhat related to fans in the stands, which, you know, if we were, uh, if we were hindering on, on fans in the stands at that point, then who knows? We'd, yeah, we'd be <laughs> in a bad spot. Um, so that being said, it's just so much uncertainty for the CFL when it comes to the season players opting out, things like this just continue to pile on it's making more and more sense why these conversations are happening with the XFL. Yeah. And maybe, uh, I mean, well, I don't expect like a mass exodus of players saying, screw it. We're not playing this year. Um, from all the uncertainty. Um, but that stuff like that could also help the XFL out too, from that side of the table, uh, seeing players who are so vocal about the uncertainty and being frustrated that, I mean, that's crazy because think about the CFLs at simultaneously navigating the pandemic and getting their season started and a relationship with their their players association and having some kind of earth shattering negotiation with the XFL at the same time. It's pretty crazy to think about. It's not a great spot to be in for the CFL. Alan, there was a there was a great documentary, I think, back in like 2000 seven eight maybe it was called uh, the ghost of flatbush i don't know if you know this is about the brooklyn dodgers and, and them leaving flatbush to come to la when it was finally in 1955 the dodgers won the world series in brooklyn biggest hype ever right two years later they're packing their bags they're headed west they're going to la there was three thousand people in that stadium for their last game in brooklyn nobody uncertainty and not knowing what the future holds completely demolishes what's going on right now you know Nate Miller equated his house to it right he says I'm moving so I don't really care about this house anymore the CFL needs to get some ground underneath them whatever that is because people are going to stop caring players are going to stop caring coaches fans all this is going to start dwindling away if you don't let them know what the future holds and the CFL has to make decisions whether that is with the XFL what it is for 2021 I mean there's so many uncertainty up there and that's why I think it doesn't look great for the CFL. Sorry to say, but it and I'm really not a CFL is, expert. I've only been yeah. here for two, three weeks. I've only been yeah. kind of getting myself into the CFL, but talking to Naylor, looking at the fans, seeing what's going on, you know, writing on the wall, you know, you got to get some foundation. If not, you're only going to have 3000 fans at your last game and offering 20% discounts on, on, contracts the players is not a good way to you know move forward in a relationship with that players association um so that's not a good thing as well it's just baffling to me like a rock band and the cfl like a small rock band i i messaged you do you realize mm-hmm. fozzy chris jericho's band and the cfl are both kind of the same business model reliant on live crowds without them they're kind of whatever and Fozzie it's like has indie albums, wrestling, but, anything indie, yeah. right? Yeah. Is the CFL indie? Is that what we're going with in this? Is the CFL uh, maybe indie? it's like Football an indie, <laughs> indie wrestling promotion, an indie band. It needs that live and, crowd. You know it was the way the NHL was, right? Mm-hmm. Especially here in LA. LA, packed house. Every single, when it came to the Kings, 18,000 strong inside Staples Center. No one else cared about the Kings. Only the 18,000 that were inside Staples Center, right? So it's a model that I guess works, but at some point you have to expand from that. 
Yeah. And if we're talking indie bands also, Brian, just real quick, shout out Desecrate. All right. You got to you gotta sell your soul to rock and yeah, roll to CFL. Uh, part two here, the cover two. Uh, everyone has an opinion, Brian. Everyone has an opinion on, on the CFL-XFL negotiations. And last week we got into some of the CFL fan opinions with Dave Naylor. Um, you and I have talked about the not super vocal XFL fan opinions, but the majority of them are just super optimistic and really don't know where it goes. Cause it is so hard to like imagine and just find one road and go down that and advocate for that or push it forward. But do you feel like the more time goes by, the more opinionated calmness put stuff out there? We saw a lot of Canadian media personalities coming out this week saying, the CFL, Randy Ambrosi cannot sell Canadian football and three-down football You know, for four-down football. They got to stay true. Uh, you had media rights experts saying, you know, this is big money. They got to do this. I mean, they're instantly going to just both do each other really good in terms of TV contracts we saw. Uh, players saying, I... This I have no idea what this is going to be. Cody Fajardo, the quarterback for the Rough Riders, even said it dilutes the CFL without a doubt. So everybody has some sort of opinion, and it kind of feels like there's like one side of the fence or other. It's becoming a little bit binary now. So do you feel like battle lines are being drawn? You're either for these negotiations or against them yet, or is it too early? What is this, like Manchester City and Manchester United? Now it's just we're going to be starting <laughs> drawing lines in the sand and battles that before the games outside the stadium and think I hope not. And I see, and I guess this goes back to like Twitter being negative and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, I think everyone just wants football. The problem is, is that the CFL's football is going to look way more different, most likely than what the XFL's football will look like. Even with drastic rule changes, everyone's gearing towards four downs, four downs, four downs and just doing that itself is going to make the football look more normal to xfl fans and abnormal to cfl fans just is there a line possibly i hope there isn't i want it to blend like adam sandler and drew barrymore let's get blended let's 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 figure this out i mean that's a deeper adam sandler cut but i get the reference but you saying it's going to look different hit me kind of right here in the right here in the noggin light bulb just switched on this is just all this is this is all relatable to everything else when it comes to the pandemic everything after after it now that normalcy or whatever it's going normalcy is going to be is coming is going to look different so the cfl is going to look different me going to the grocery store even when I when I do get a vaccine and am protected, will probably still be in a mask, looking different. That that's how it's going to be for most people. So most businesses are going to have to have different measures, maybe more strict on their employees washing their hands. <laughs> maybe a restaurant's going to hire a a hand washing like a hall monitor, making sure everybody's clean. Things are going to be different all over the world. So with the CFL and the XFL with football, something's going to be different with the CFL when they start playing again. Things are already different for the XFL. They got new ownership and 
who the hell knows what it will look like when they're actually on the field. But it's all stemming back to the this is the pandemic and it's doing. So if CFL fans eventually do see their game get changed, just know you're not alone. Everything changed. Everything's changing. Yeah, everything's changed. Um, And I can understand the CFL fans' frustration because you think about it. Uh, the CFL was getting money for their TV deal. The XFL wasn't. The CFL has lineage. The XFL really doesn't. There's so many things that you would say, why do XFL fans have fans? Why do XFL, why do, why does the XFL a thing? I mean, you look at the rock, you look at the money behind it. That, that's their power in this entire conversation. Things that the CFL needs is what the XFL has. And, you know, and players, I know Alan, you said it could be, but, but you said, and I think fans see it that way. Fans see, Hey, we get money from a TV deal. We have the lineage. We have the history. You guys played, you have literally paid 15 regular season weeks, 17 total as an XFL franchise, as an XFL business. That's how many weeks you've played. We play that in one season. Like I can see the frustration from the CFL, but one seems to be crumbling. One seems to be on the up and up. And I think XFL fans, we're used to this. We're used to optimism. We're used to the future. We're used to looking ahead. We're used to thinking about what can possibly be the XFL. And that's why we're so much more excited for this. I know, uh, we keep referencing the interview, so go back and check it out. But Dave Naylor said, you know, more, more vocal fans are the ones that are, are negative towards the whole situation. Well, true. It, it's still, there's some, you know, if, if something positive happens, you're going to get a positive reaction too. Sailfall fans, I think, for the most part, are a little worried about their game, and I get it. And it's going to happen. Hopefully, uh, we'll get some answers for all of us in the next couple of weeks. It should be. So then uh, to wrap up cover two then, so you would say the XFL is more like 3D Doritos. And then you've got the CFL, which is just kind of like a traditional ruffle. Like ruffles are always, have always been there. 3D Doritos are, yeah. they, 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 come, they come around every now and then. They give you an th- idea of like what a snack could be. Yeah, and then, and you, then they just fade away. And then they go away because everybody realizes, oh, wow, this has a lot of MSG in it. We shouldn't give this to our kids. What so about delicious. 3D Ruffles? Now, that's what we're talking about when we talk about alignment. All right, let's do it. It's time to talk about what we learned from good old Dave Naylor last week and another week of sitting around waiting for someone to say something from that negotiation table. Get to it with the hot read. All right, sinking our teeth into this week's hot read, Bryant. What we learned speaking to the ace football insider from TSN, Dave Naylor, last week, we learned, well, the CFL cannot proceed as is. We learned the XFL might not play in 2022. And we also learned that those two leagues are most definitely talking about something that's more than just sharing best business practices. They are talking, whatever you want to call it, merger, alignment, combining forces, something serious. And of course, we also learned, and we've been talking about it all show today as well, there will be concessions made by the CFL when it comes to their game. And we don't know what those are, but something's going to have, they're going to have to give something up. So do you see this becoming kind of a, a... a thing for fans where they look at 
the CFL XFL negotiations as we just sit here and wait and they just get so frustrated and antsy and lose interest. How how does because we also said there's a marketing uh, tool for both leagues. Uh, the XFL has more attention in, than they've had in a long time because of the announcement. The CFL interest, not with just the season supposedly kicking off soon, is way up, especially in the states. Uh, do you? What do you see them doing? Maybe to keep interest going? Just updates from the negotiation table. Will we get one of those, or do you think? And Dave Naylor said we might be waiting a long time to hear what the actual details are. So where do you come out with that a week after talking to him? I mean, there's so many things, right? So I'll start with that first one. You said the CFL cannot proceed as is. I think it's not so much that they can't. It's that it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't proceed the way it's going because it's just not good business. The CFL has to make changes. What those changes are, they've obviously made the XFL merger a possible change for them to continue on. Their business model doesn't work. You can blame whoever you want. You can blame ownership. You can blame management. You can blame whatever. The facts are it's struggling and it needs to find a way to move forward. So uh, maybe it cannot, but maybe should not is the proper term for that one. I don't, I don't um, want to talk anymore. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be a while, I think, before we hear anything if the CFL plays in 2021 for the reasons I mentioned before about the whole hey, when something's being changed, people are going to start losing interest. They don't want, they don't care. You know, if my CFL is going away, if I'm a CFL fan, do I want to go to the last game? Do I want to support the people that are taking my game away? Or am I just going to go out on my high horse and say, hey, thank you for all the great memories. I'm out of here. The CFL has so many decisions. The XFL, well, we'll get to the XFL here. I'm talking CFL right now. The CFL has, it has to tread water so so quietly because if any of this gets out which is probably why they made this announcement of them getting a line together in the first place but if the cfl makes any more noise about ditching the three downs and ditching the, the mandatory canadian player rule all that stuff you're gonna start ruffling feathers in the cfl that you probably don't want to start ruffling them. because I'm sorry I'm real quick before you keep going because the fans that care about the CFL right now are the ones that don't want that to change. The reason you're making those changes are for fans who are not going to enjoy 2021 and are going to enjoy the future. I'm just hoping we get like a sh- a shot of like Randy Ambrosi and and Danny Garcia holding up some Terramana tequila together at a dinner or something. That'd be pretty cool. What if the, what if it was like a dinner in like a city that's not a football city right now for either league? Like Chicago, yeah, and they just say negotiations are going well. <laughs> like they would, they do that. You just they see put the that Chicago bean behind out. them or something. <laughs> and you've got again a whole other week of people saying the the letters CFL and XFL. That's all they would need to do. I don't need the announcement. Like I like Dave Naylor said last week. Be patient. I'm ready to be patient for that. But updates from the negotiation table, uh, especially from the CFL side, like. They have to because their league is supposed to kick off in less than three months now. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want. It's so hard to be patient, but as XFL fans, we've learned it. CFL fans are the ones that are going to be having a tough time, like you said, thinking about the future. Not something they are accustomed to. The more we learn about uh, the two leagues and their differences and similarities, CFL fans, they don't live in this world of what ifs and optimism and uh, you know 
gumdrops and lollipops and dancing it's on like clouds a, were, like we the do. CFL to them was a washer machine. You knew it was going to start. You knew it was going to stop. And it was going to work. Maybe once in a while you had to get a new one. Okay, 1990, we had to go into expansion. 2020 or 2020, we have to do this. The consistency, I think, is what the CFL was looking forward to. Fans. And XFL fans, we, we just love sugar plums and dreaming away each and every single day. So CFL fans listening or watching, try it out. It's a lot of fun. As Bryant will tell you, talking about leagues that aren't actually playing can be really fun. Especially when you get to the speculating and the guessing and the thinking about the possibilities. It's really endless. Oh, yeah. No, CFL fans, if you don't, we had, I think it was 102 episodes of this podcast before the XFL ever kicked off a football game. So we're totally oh accustomed my to, gosh. This, to this, you know, hey, what's going to happen? What do we think is going to happen? What do we want to have happen? Try not to be negative about it. Try to be positive. This could be something good for your league. You're going to play football. So are going to see your teams all over the world, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe Global Football League. Who knows? But let's get to this last part I have here, Brian. And this is uh, really inspired by an article a lot of people read. In, I did. I know you did. And Dave Naylor read it. He referenced it last week. We're going to try to get our old friend Mike Mitchell on the show here soon. He wrote a fantastic article, article basically saying all the, all the reasons why it's looking like the XFL won't kick off until 2023. I think this was on XFL News Hub. And the article kind of says there's a painful pill XFL fans might have to swallow, and that is waiting another year uh, longer than the the 2022, which was promised by the league with a slick video package and some announcements, Bryant. But reading that Mike Mitchell article... What does postponing to 2023 mean for the XFL? And can you handle it? I know you can, but other fans in general, can they handle another year of waiting? Well, years, here's here's the thing. And, and yes, to me, it is a lot of fun talking about a league that hasn't kicked off yet because your mind can go in so many different directions. My main problem is there has to be promise we'll, we'll address the elephant in the room that i'm sure a lot of people are wondering when this when when the xfl went into bankruptcy we disappeared why because there was no football on the horizon there's no reason for us to come out here and speak about things unless we see football in the future so i think full xfl fans specifically can handle a 2023 postponement if it comes with the announcement that something better is, is the reason for it because if there's no reason for it then I think XFL diehards will stick around. We'll stick around. Of course we will. But will fans be more optimistic? Will be, well, you just said 2022. Now you're saying 2023. You haven't really given us a reason. What's the reason? Now let's speculate about the reason. I mean, I think fans are, are okay with it if it means well overall health for the league. I, but I think the reason is pretty clear. It's t- clock's ticking right now on 2022. If you push that thing back one more season well, and you, you have a CFL partner, you have a lot of runway to make sure you have a fantastic kickoff. But if you game. don't, if you don't have a CFL partner, did you put all your eggs in one basket with this league and all of a sudden it fell through and now you're like, oh, crap, now we got to do this all over again? Yeah. Are you going to do this again? Is it going to happen when you try to get involved with another type of league? 
you know, the AAF, we criticize them, or at least I do, for, for rushing things, for seeming like they rush things. We are three days past the three-year anniversary of the AAF making their little TED Talk announcement that they were going to play football. We are already past that point, and that point seemed rush. So I guess 2022 is probably not in the question anymore. Maybe it, maybe maybe if it's April and May, it's still maybe there, maybe. But for XFL fans to have hope, it needs to be for a good reason. That's all we care about. That's all we want. In in 2018, when when Vince McMahon came out and said, "Hey, we're coming out with football in 2020," everyone was like, two years. Oh my gosh!" But then you start thinking about what it actually meant, and it was okay. This, if it means something good, I think we'll be okay with. It. Also, we need to address this too because this is a thought put out there by I think I saw this on some like Canadian sports talkers out there tweeting this out or writing articles. I forget which which person. Maybe it was like Glenn Suter. I think read wrote this, but or something like the XFL planned to play in twenty twenty three all along. This is a stalling tactic. Maybe this is just to get some attention, rub elbows with a respected league like the CFL maybe even make themselves known to CFL players, maybe even take advantage of a hurting CFL. Let's let's acknowledge th- those thoughts out there, Bryant. What do you think of that when people say maybe the CFL isn't really even serious about some kind of uh, deal or alignment with the CFL, or the XFL's not really serious about these negotiations, and that this is all just a part of their plan to really push back their first announcement of 2022 save some face learn some things get some exposure if that's the case if that exact scenario happened for the xfl brilliant brilliant you figured out a way to delay your leg you're making it seem like you're working hard. i get it perfect if you are the cfl and that's the case well you are creating so much negative buzz around your league right now for no reason. There's optimism. That's what I'm trying to convey to CFL fans. I know it sucks right now, but optimist, op, there's optimism. It looks bright. There's going to be changes. It's going to be good. If none of that happens and you're just getting in bed with the XFL, letting XFL kind of use you to get their name out there a little bit more, horrible decision by Randy and Bruzy. Horrible decision by the entire league to let this happen. So... Maybe the the XFL had plans to delay these talks, but you know Dave Naylor also alluded to the fact that these talks have been happening for months. Yep. Now they're just kind of official. This isn't something that just kind of landed on the plates on, on March fifth, and they're like, "Oh, hey, let's talk about this," and let's put a statement a couple of days later. It's been going on and, for a while. And and really, you're you're kind of allude when you make an accusation like that. You're also kind of alluding to calling. Uh, the Rock, a liar, because he, his Instagram posts and his press release during these announcements were very, very forthright and, and, and direct, saying respect for the CFL, wanting to grow the game, and concern for the players and the fans. Uh, using it as a marketing tactic and a way to, um, in, a, in a roundabout way, be a corporate kind of raider of a of a hurt a dying league uh that would make a be very devious very cutthroat of Dwayne the rock johnson and i don't think he's a smart businessman but i don't think he's that kind of businessman and i don't think danny garcia is that kind of business person either redbird capital uh is a 
buying stake in all sorts of leagues or, or teams, excuse me, and properties, but they're not raiding anything. They're not picking up too many damaged goods. I mean, Fenway Sports Group's not damaged. That is elite. Elite. So, I I just can't buy into that notion. I understand why that thought's out there. But I wanted to bring it up because people will respond with that. I don't... I just think... I don't know. Maybe I, tr- I trust in the... In, in the... Company line. The rocks. In the rock so far. Too much. But also... I, I believe I believe the CFL is in a situation where they wouldn't even consider this unless this is like something that's going to be well, very a, yeah, possible. Something like that is something like that that comes out that says the XFL is only doing this to to give them a reason to delay till twenty twenty three. Yes, you're coming to try to slap the XFL in the face for for doing, but you're slapping the CFL too right in the face by saying that because if the CFL is willing to kind of just be this, you know, it, it kind of it's like those, hey. It's like they're coming off like someone saying, why are you dating this guy? He's no good for you. Quit it. Why are you with him? You got to see through it. He's not a good guy. But that's not the case. It's a great guy. It's the XFL. It's hope. It's innovation. It's exciting. And it's a crazy, awesome ownership group from what we know so far. So hang out. Go out. Have a few drinks. Go out on the town. I mean, well, you can't really because of COVID. But yeah, you know, metaphorically speaking. Yeah. And I challenge anyone uh, that who is who is more pro CFL. This week, the last couple weeks, you, you've, you've taken it to the point where you feel like your CFL is being taken away from you. You feel like this, the three-down football is going away. You, you, you're defending your CFL to the death. And I get it. But I challenge you this week to actually... Turn into a positive. What can they do for you that would make your CFL football better? What can they do for the CFL? What can this partnership actually do to make things better for you? And I think you'll start coming up with some pretty good ideas. I know the best idea that's been that has been that someone came up with Bryant to you is 2023 because you were salivating at the thought of an entire calendar year now year? of oh of preparation and announcements and all sorts uh, of preparation preparation i mean just think about it an entire i'm almost for it now tough pill to swallow let's push it back a little bit more and have some more fun speculating on stuff and then getting big announcements and reacting to them on this show i'm all for it basically reliving 2019 all over again brian i'm all for that do you think a uh, 2022 is possible February kickoff like we thought right now at this point? I am I am very rushed? skeptical. It, feel like, hey, it would feel rushed. It's possible, but I would say it would feel rushed and the letters AAF would be haunting me in my sleep if that w- that was announced as the There's plan. still a good base there. There's still a good base. There like yeah, like we've said there's a, a foundation already for the XFL, but then also there are no players. There are no staffs on the teams. There's there no, no TV players. deal. There was no players until October. There was scouting going on, and there was planning I for mean, it. Thing. And we and we know all the, that stuff has been halted right now. We, <laughs> on pause. Any, you think it's going to be like Major League? If they wanted to play in 2022, it's going to be like the movie Major League where they're calling players and they're like in Mexico. One of them's in jail. 
<laughs> one of them's over here, like, you know, construction worker. He's doing this over here. Be like, hey, you want to come down to play that's, football for the Wildcats? That's more like uh, uh, the USFL. That's like a U. That's like what the USFL basically was. Football for a buck. Jeff Perlman, another great uh, book, almost yeah. as good as the XFL rule book, but another good read too. So speaking of the USFL, Brian, but Pretty another good, good show, yes, another good week of learning yeah. about uh, the CFL yeah. and the state of XFL optimism as high as ever. I would say. Well, I went. Uh, I Googled. I finally know. Ex- I know exactly what a rouge is. I know what it is. I Googled it. I watched an Australian version of CFL rules a summary on YouTube. It was pretty good. Why'd you go to Australia to learn about the CFL? Well, I just Googled like what is CFL rules or something like that. And <laughs> that one popped up. I think it's an Australian video trying to teach people who play rugby football, Canadian style. Oh, oh, we can't forget. Yeah. Maybe there's some people in Australia really concerned about this too. I don't know. I don't know what game is more popular. <laughs> NFL's probably. Dave Naylor hit the nail on the head, too. All these kids up in Canada grew up playing Madden. Everyone around the world <laughs> grew up playing Madden. Four-down football is the thing. This is. Alan, you keep saying four-down football. Can we just say it? Football, football is the uh, thing. I don't want to disrespect anybody. In this context, no I'll call it four-down football. It's football and it's three-down football. You could say that. I'll I'll just I'll keep saying the numbers just to differentiate for everybody. What number is out that? Of, Seven, out two, of respect. Four, five six five. Five six five four <laughs> XFL. That's the fan line. Call it. Text it. Standard text messaging. Well, we'll messaging rates apply. <laughs> well, catch us here every single Friday right here on your favorite podcast app: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you give us that five star review and tell your friends about us. Also, if you got a comment, question, or concern, or a topic you want us to cover. Well, then text or call the XFL fan line 724-565. That's the uh, number. XFL. Standard te- that's the number for sure. Standard text messaging rates do apply and international rates. It's too. wrong. That- <laughs> also follow us on social media at XFL show. All your gimmicks, Instagram, uh, Facebook, wherever you, uh, Twitter specifically too as well. A lot of fun on Twitter. Uh, or if you want to say hello to us, hello, uh, come say hi and subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash this is the XFL show, the official YouTube page of the XFL. Oh, and uh, yeah, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com. Get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. And some people clamoring, Bryant, for us to uh, reboot the Patreon just so we would have a Young Rock recap show on there. Where is that? That did not happen. I'm hearing there's rumblings. People want that. They want us to talk also about the other football leagues. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. About to go Patreon's back out and thing. The, it might. Be, I mean, the Patreon once upon a time was the thing. Who knows? Maybe that'll rise from the grave eventually. I mean, it might have to if there's like a CFL XFL merger and there's all this football to talk about. Not to mention college game. I mean, there's college football going on right now. We could be talking about, but we only have so much so much time. And if you want to talk about it, go to prettyeasypodcast.com. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love to. Have a here, listen to a pretty easy podcast produced spring college football F- show, FCS college all football day. Show. Uh, but <laughs> we would do it, but I'm never home anymore, Brian. So, yeah. I can't, I don't yeah. have the time. No, are you actually home, actually or is this home. just a, a green screen background? Like, he, like any proof <laughs> this week, I green screened my home office <laughs> just for nostalgia purposes, just to feel like I was home. No, yeah, I'm actually 
I'm actually here. You're not sitting. You're just for squatting. another day. And then back, <laughs> back on the road to take care of more family members. That's the, that's that's what it's all about, though. You got to stick together. Caregiver Al, great, great road man. warrior great, Al, great individual, road warrior Al. Too. Uh, all right. There's so much happening. Follow us on Twitter because I think we'll, we'll keep putting out poll questions. Uh, Alan, are you still glued to Twitter? I know last week you said, hey, I'm actually like refreshing my page. I want to see what's happening. I want to see what's going on. Yeah. There's so much happening. And it's and it's great. I actually was talking to a, a good friend of ours this week, uh, Charles Lepresto Esquire, who was telling me, I can't do Twitter anymore. I got to get off of it. And I saw Chrissy Teigen got off of Twitter too. Brian, people are jumping off Twitter. And I'm like, why? Just put the one term you care about and just only look at stuff talk people talking about that thing. And that's like, I don't see any of the bad stuff out there in the world because all I'm looking at is CFL, XFL, refresh, refresh, CFL, XFL. What are we going to talk about on the show? What are they, What's Dave Naylor saying? That's all you got to do. Twitter's fun. I, I mean, curate. in reality, that is all you got to do. I, th- I think you got to follow. I mean, if you follow any more than like 200 people, you're probably stretching yourself a little too thin. I think I follow like a hundred and some. You can't follow that many. It's a lot of voices in your head. Yeah. And then you get Uh, enough voices in your head. Eventually you'll be seeing scary men in masks and spitting up blood. If you watch (laughs) Monday Night Raw, you know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, We got it. All right. We got a good good boat to put this week. Yes. Say hi to your mamas. Love your mamas. Mamas, your mamas are everything. Listen to your mom. Yes. Listen to your mama. Like Mr. T said. And uh, watch Young Rock. Um, Come back to the show next week. We are? We're live. We're live? Okay. Yeah, we're live. Oh, yeah. But Look. was it? I I was in a play once. I was um, Mercutio. <laughs> this is not the Young Rock skull. recap, but it's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Here we go, Brian. Let's get the hell out of here. We'll be back next week to talk more. More about the fun XFL-CFL negotiations and whatever else news comes up. You know this is the place to be. The original, official XFL podcast. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.